0: yes yes another weekend of college football is in the books and this is the future cash show powered presented located stationed on the roto Underworld Radio Network. I am the host of this Debbie crazy rookie incoming class show, Ray G. You can find me on Twitter at Ray GQ. And I'm here to tell you today, folks, I'm here to tell you today to go out and trade for Cam Akers. Go trade for Miles Sanders. Go trade for Miles Gaskin. Go trade for J.K. Dobbins if people are panicked about J.K. Dobbins. Clyde Edwards, E. Lair. And damn it, I'm even going to throw these names out there. Keyshawn Vaughn, A.J. Dillon. Go trade for these players. And the reason why I'm telling you to go acquire them now in Dynasty is because of the depth or lack thereof right now on paper of the 2021 running back class as well as the 2022 running back classes on paper right now. Those look pretty damn weak. All right. They, they, I'm just going to call it how I see it. They look weak on paper. And I know a lot of things can change between now and the NFL draft next spring and a, a hell of a lot can change between now and the 2022 draft. But what doesn't change is the fact that we're moving these players in dynasty. These are moves that we are currently making. We are trading for 2021 picks. We're trading for a 2022 picks so you've got to think about what is potentially on the horizon down the line and the reason why you tune into this show is to stay ahead the reason why you listen to matt kelly the reason why you're locked into ryan lopes and nate list and cody and matt and all the people on this roto underworld radio enterprise is because you found value in the content that is provided for you. You have been able to win leagues. You have been able to land some home run rookie picks because you're tuned in to people that are associated with this enterprise. You know, I, I've gotten feedback. Ray, man, such and such had a really good game on Saturday. Can you talk about him? Ray, this player, you know, he, he played really well. He looks really good at Coastal Carolina, and I'm not talking about Grayson McCall. He looks good. But this show, the Debbie portion of this show, let me explain this to you. This is geared to make you prepared and get you ready for your rookie drafts. We are talking about players that through their analytical profile, through their production profile, through what I see on tape are going to be viable fantasy assets for us. This is not to prepare you for your college fantasy football season. This ain't it. This is if you want to listen to the deeper dive guys, because I can go deep. I can go deep and talk about the running back from San Jose State, but the reality is that player is not going to be drafted with any significant draft capital, and that player is not going to be on our fantasy rosters, so why the hell am I talking about them on this show? This show is to get you prepared for Dynasty, to score fantasy points. If you want to hear about the other deeper dive prospects, you want to hear about the the Liberty players of the world, the Toledo guys who are going to score you a ton of points in college fantasy football leagues or in campus to camp leagues, subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast. I got you covered there. But this is strictly to have you ready for your rookie drafts to talk about players who are going to be fantasy viable. So we're not diving into all of those random ass players who aren't going to be picked with any significant draft capital or command any type of opportunity share in a backfield. So when we're looking at, you know, those players, uh, the Nick Chubbs, the Miles Sanders players that you probably can go out there and acquire now, it's a good idea because right now, if I'm looking at the 2021 and 2022 class, I would only say within those classes, there are only three blue chip prospects at running back. That's it. There are three guys. There are other players that I like But that's it. So if your hope was, you know, I'll just get through this season and I'll reload at running back in 2021 or 2022. I'm here to tell you, unless you've got the 101 or the 102 or at worst case, the 104 or 105 in super flex formats, you ain't getting anybody that's coming in to help you right away. It's just, it's not going to happen again. There are players that I like. Those are, there are players that fall within that three, four, five, six range that, that I'm fond of. But the, the sound and prudent advice is they're not going to be significant threats to command majority of the opportunities in whatever backfield they land in. So because of that, although Cam Akers has done absolute shit this season, you go get the guy who has second round draft capital, even though Keyshawn Vaughn has not shown well this year. You still go take a decently talented running back and and hold out hope that he can carve out a role after this offseason. Okay. You go out and get the Joshua Kellys of the world, the Miles Gaskins of the world, because right now, man, it, it's it's not looking good. And there are players that I love. Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell opted out of this season, the running back from Memphis. A lot of people wondered why Antonio Gibson only had 30 something carries in his collegiate career. Well. They had a redshirt freshman who rushed for over 1,450 freaking yards as a 19 year old kid and also caught 51 passes for 610 yards and three touchdowns, averaging 12 yards a reception. That is who kept Antonio Gibson at bay. And he has already opted out of this college football season. So we know Kenneth Gainwell is going to be a part of the 2021 NFL draft class. The problem with a player like Kenneth Gainwell is. He's five foot eleven, 190 pounds, soaking wet. That's he just does not profile as a traditional bell cow in the sense of that word. He's a player that you're not going to hand the ball, you know, 15, 20 times a game to. That's just not within his range of outcomes. That's not the type of player he is. And quite frankly, that's not how you want to use a Kenneth Gainwell. He's absolutely explosive in the receiving game. You can split him out, run routes out of the backfield. He can command touches, you know, between the tackles, but, That's probably not going to be what he is at the next level. And I love the player. He reminds me of a souped up version of James White, which you see James White can be a top 12 running back in PPR format. So it's not to say that Kenny Gainwell is not going to be good. But when we're looking at players that can come in day one and command the majority, the primary of the rushes out of the backfield and stay on the field on third downs, he's not that. Another guy that people were really excited about this season was Journey Brown. Jerry Brown is probably or was probably the biggest enigma of all the running backs in the 2021 class because he came on late towards the end of last season. Last year, he played in 13 games, 890 rushing yards, 12 TDs, 15 receptions, 134 yards. And there were a lot of people who even thought that Journey Brown could challenge for RB1 status over Najee Harris, over Travis Etienne. But for some undisclosed medical reasons, he is not playing this season. He's not, you know, I don't know if it's head injury, if it's hard. I don't know what it is. Penn State does not have to come out and say what it was. But Journey Brown is not on the field and it doesn't look like he's playing for Penn State this season. And Brown, I mean, the, the allure of Brown, he was fantastic in high school. Fantastic athlete. True speed specimen, right? So check this out. Check this out. In high school, he won back to back 100 meter dash state titles, running a 10.44 in the 100 meter dash, broke a 32 year old Pennsylvania record in the 100 meter dash. And for comparison's sake, we'll talk about Chuba Hubbard, who is a national champion in the 100 meter dash in Canada, who ran a 10.5 in the 100 meter dash. So Journey Brown is an explosive Explosive athlete. I believe he ran for like six, 700 yards in one high school game. That's how good he is, but he's not on the field. He's not playing. So that takes away from the depth and the upside of this 2021 class in the aforementioned Chuba Hubbard. You know, Chuba, in my opinion, should have definitely, definitely declared after his 2,000-yard season, workhorse season last year where he led the nation in rushing, but he didn't, and he came back, and he's not playing as well as he did the past two years. When you look at Chuba Hubbard, his redshirt freshman season, he shared a backfield with one Justice Hill, and while sharing the backfield with Justice Hill, he still had over 740 rushing yards, 22 receptions, 229 yards, follows that up while he gets to be the man in, 2020, in 2019 with 2,000 and 94 rushing yards, 21 rushing TDs, 23 receptions, 198 yards, blew it out of the water, was a consensus All-American, was a stud last year, comes back this season for yet another year where a lot of people thought as a redshirt uh, sophomore he was going to declare. And so far this season through five games, he's got 550 yards, his yards per carry average has dipped almost two yards from 6.4 to 4.6, five touchdowns, and he's only caught seven balls on the season. He hasn't played bad, but he just doesn't look like the same explosive Chuba Hubbard. And at six foot 208, he doesn't have a lot of lateral quickness. He doesn't have a lot of wiggle. He's not the most powerful or patient runner. So you're looking at a one-dimensional speedster a la a Tevin Coleman. And I'm sorry to tell you, I just, as much as I like Chuba Hubbard, I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of his game. I like his story. But I just don't see him being a true difference maker at the next level. He he reminds me of Tevin Coleman. That's who he is. He's Tevin Coleman at the next level. Now, can Tevin Coleman give you usable fantasy seasons? Absolutely. But we're talking about the high-end blue chip caliber guys, and Chuba Hubbard is not that. So, Ray, who are these blue chip caliber players? Who are these blue chip running backs? Well, Let's start with the youngest guy, and that's Brees Hall, the fantastic true sophomore rusher out of Iowa State. Yes, we've got another Iowa State guy, but I promise you he is a much better player than David Montgomery. Coming in as a true freshman last season, 897 rushing yards, uh, nine touchdowns, 23 receptions, 252 yards, and one touchdown through the air this season for Iowa State through six games. Through six games, he played in 12 last year. Through six games, he's already exceeded his rushing total that he had in 12 games last year. He's got 901 rushing yards on 134 attempts, 11 TDs, and add in 13 more receptions for Brees Hall. And coming out of high school, he was a four-star recruit. Wasn't a super highly rated guy, but was thought of pretty well across the board in college football. And at six foot one, 215 pounds, what he did this past weekend, he is just the fifth power five player in the last 15 years to record 100 plus, 100 plus rush yards and a rushing TD in each of his team's first six games. He joins the company of Bryce Love, Leonard Fournette, Tevin Goldman, and Adrian Peterson. This kid is an absolute monster. He is my number three rated player in Debbie. If you want my full Debbie rankings, patreon.com forward slash all gas. You get access to all my Debbie rankings broken out by classes 2021, 2022, and 2023, as well as my cornerstone rankings to see where these guys compare to current NFL players right now. But Brees Hall is that dude. He's got the size. He has the production profile. And the athleticism. Coming out of high school, take it with a grain of salt. Let's add, you know, a half of a tenth of a second to his time, but he was timed at a 4.43 in the 40-yard dash. I don't think he's that fast, but he's definitely got the explosion. He's got enough wiggle, and he's a mega producer. Although the Big 12 is not known for its defense, he's doing exactly what he needed to do in his encore to his true freshman season, which is absolutely light up college football on his way to what I believe is going to be an All-American season for the young rusher. So Brees Hall, my number three ranked running back in Debbie. He is not eligible until 2022. And when we're looking at that 2022 class as a whole, there are some good players. I like Isaiah Spiller. I think Isaiah Spiller is talented, but he's not a blue chip prospect. I like Eric Gray. Eric Gray was my pick. Eric Gray, the running back out of Tennessee, was my pick for the breakout candidate of the year for for sophomores in college football. He's had a very good season, but still, not up in that upper echelon of 2022 running backs. I like Charbonnet. Charbonnet is not a game changer at the running back position. on Ely, very talented. Who knows if he's going to play baseball or stay uh, committed to playing football at the running back position. If he's smart, he'd go play fucking baseball. I mean, if he's like, that's probably what you need to do. Jerion Ely is talented. Tyler Goodson's talented. I know a lot of people are still aboard the John Emory Jr. train, but when you're looking at that 2022 class of running backs, It's Brees Hall, and then it's everybody else. It's everybody else. He is the only player in that tier one category in that twenty twenty two class. So while you're trading for those picks, twenty twenty two class is stacked at the quarterback position. You've got some really nice quarterbacks. I think you've got three legitimate elite wide receiver prospects in that class with David Bell, George Pickens, and Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State, and then the tight ends: Austin Stogner, Jalen Wittermyer. Good players, not elite players but they'll be solid pros at the next level. So the 2022 class as a whole ain't very good and it's damn sure not very good at the running back position. And then we go to the big guys in the 2021 class. Again, if you don't have 101 or 102 or in super flex formats, at least the 105 you're going to be SOL. I mean, that's that's really what it boils down to because you're going to miss out on either Travis Etienne or Najee Harris. And for me, in my personal rankings, I have Travis Etienne as the RB2 inside of a tier one with him and Najee Harris. And then it's a massive gap between those two and the next available running backs. And when you look at Travis Etienne, man, I, I, all he's done since he came into Clemson was just be a stud. Right, True freshman season, 766 rushing yards, 13 TDs as a freshman, only caught the ball five times, which brings us to his sophomore season where he absolutely lit it up on 204 carries, ETN, 1,658 yards, 8.1 yards per attempt, 24 damn touchdowns. Only 12 receptions in that true sophomore season. Oh, but we get to his sweet, sweet junior year where he absolutely tore it up again on three additional carries, 207 attempts for 1,614 yards. 19 TDs. But then he boosts his reception total from 15 to 37 receptions for 432 yards and four TDs. And that's after coming into the season saying that he was scared to catch the ball, like literally before the season started, like a week before the games kicked off. He came out and said, I'm really nervous in the receiving game. I hear ghosts around me whenever I'm trying to catch the ball. And then he goes out there and absolutely crushes it. Then we get to this season. In this season, Travis Etienne is setting college football by storm. I mean, he is, he is absolutely crushing it on the season, 606 rushing yards. You know, his yards per attempt has has taken a dip a little bit. Clemson's not as good up front. So over the past three years, 7.2, 8.1, 7.8 yards per attempt. And I know yards per attempt by itself is one of those statistics that's really kind of meaningless, but it does show how explosive Travis Etienne is. This season, 5.9 yards per attempt. But what I love about what he's doing this year, he's already up to 29 receptions for 300 40, 34 yards in two touchdowns. So he's already exceeded his reception uh, receiving yard total that he had last season, which was outstanding. He's really turning into a true TDT, which is a three down threat. And I, I don't say this lightly. I have not seen a player with the zero to 60 that Travis Etienne has H- his ability to reach top end speed since probably like a Chris Johnson. That's how explosive. ETN is now at five foot 10, his weight has been reported be- to be between 190 pounds. They got him listed at 205. I see 210. We really don't know how big he is. And if he's 5'10, 190, I mean, we just said Kenneth Ganwell, at 5'11, 191 wasn't, you know, big enough to handle a three down workload. ETN looks bigger than that, but we won't really know until he weighs in at the combine. But he's definitely not the, the big. A uh, bruising, imposing figure, which, but he doesn't have to be that, right? He doesn't have to be this three down workhorse to be effective at the next level. And with his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, the explosion that he's shown, you know, throughout his entire entire career, he reminds me of a player that you want to utilize like an Alvin Kamara. You want to give him. 12 to 15 touches out of the backfield, but then you want to give him six, seven, eight targets a game. And if he can be used as the top guy in a committee, I think you're looking at a future top 15 running back at worst and Travis Etienne. I'm not concerned. People are kind of flipping out about the fumbles He's had three fumbles on the season, all right? Jonathan Taylor had, what, damn near 20 in his entire career. Etienne doesn't put the ball on the ground. He's got to clean that up, but I'm not concerned about fumbles with a player like Travis Etienne. He's an absolute stud, set the AT- ACC all-time leading rushing. Uh he's the ACC's all-time leading rusher, set that record this past weekend. He's a blue-chip prospect. If he's your running back one, he's going to be one-on-one in single quarterback leagues or at worst, 102 behind the man that we're going to talk about next. Najee Harris. Those are your clear top two guys in the 2021 draft. And the three players who are tier one prospects in Devi over the next couple of years are Brees Hall, Etienne, and Najee Harris. Najee Harris is 6'2", 230 pounds, coming out of high school in 2017. He was the number two overall recruit number one running back out of California and 24-7 sports has him listed as the 60th best all-time high school recruit ever recorded. That's how good Najee Harris is. And last season, his first season as a full-time starter, he really showed everything that he has in his game, Right, over 1,200 rushing yards, 13 TDs, 27 receptions, 304 yards, and seven TDs through the air on only 209 carries. And a lot of people are like, well, Where was he the first two years of his career? If he was that highly touted, if he was that good, why didn't he play? Well, let me tell you. His first season as a true freshman, this is who he was competing with carries against. Jalen Hurts, who had 154 carries for 855 yards. Damian Harris, 135 carries for 1,000 yards on the dot. Bo Scarborough, 124 carries for 596 yards. And Joshua Jacobs, starting running back for the Las Vegas Raiders, 46 carries, 284 yards. Najee had 61 carries for 370 that season. And Alabama, I mean, is running back you? They're going to use a bunch of running backs and... They had Jalen Hurts, who was a quarterback running back, Damian Harris, both Scarborough, and Joshua Jacobs. His second season, okay, Jalen Hurts is out of the way, but he still has Damian Harris commanding 150 attempts. Joshua Jacobs had 200 and uh, 120 attempts. And then Najee Harris, 117 attempts for 738 yards, 783 yards. He averaged the most yards per touch in that backfield, and then he had four touchdowns on the ground. So last season, in his first true season, commanding that offense, being the guy in the backfield, he gave you an all-conference performance, an all-American performance, and really put his name on the map as far as running backs in college football, and all he's done this season is 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 be outstanding. Right through six games, 124 attempts, 714 yards, 14 TDs, 20 receptions, 183 yards. So he's doing it again on the ground, through the air, and at six foot two, 230 pounds. This young man can move. It's been reported by. The, I think the article was like the Tuscaloosa Times. So this is hometown cooking here. That Najee Harris ran a 4.45 40-yard dash. I don't think he's that fast. I definitely believe he's a four or five type player. And he's going to attest as a freak. He's going to attest as a freak athlete at the combine. His size, speed, athleticism is insane for a player his size. He's a big dancing and somebody on Twitter said it yesterday, uh, nifty Najee. He's just a nifty runner. And if you want to talk about who he reminds me of, I'm just, I'm telling you like it is folks. Najee Harris is a blend of Steven Jackson and Matt Forte. That's how good he is. He's fumbled one time in his career and that happened this past season. He doesn't miss games. He can carry the full workload. He's a TDT a three down threat. He can stay on the field at all times. He is my RB one and my number one overall player in 2021 rookie drafts outside of super flex formats, where of course it's Justin Fields, it's Trevor Lawrence, you get those quarterbacks up there. Now, I don't believe he is, if he were in the 2020 class, I'd have him ranked right behind uh, pre-draft right behind Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. But he's right there with those players. He's that good. Again, 6'2, 230 in the athleticism that Najee Harris is that Najee Harris possesses, he's going to be an absolute stud at the next level. So when we're looking at these next two classes, get your running backs now. And if you don't make sure you have the 101 or the 102, preferably the 101, so you can draft the next Matt Forte slash Steven Jackson.